episode of the TDM Show. I am your host, Greg. As per the usual, we are one down this week, unfortunately, guys. Ah, sucks. It takes you up the knees sometimes. Crazy. But we do have Matt here. How's it going, man? What's up? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I am actually really stoked because this week... Honestly, I just love that a lot of things are coming like to the mainstream, and that means we're getting a lot more different variety of stuff. First of all, Pokemon merch is better than it has ever been, and I'm kind of upset about it because now it's like hurts. It it costs a lot. <laughs> like I remember being able to just like walk into like your local brick and mortar GameStop. Shout out GameStop, even though sometimes y'all be straight running your boys' pockets, like, and you could just pick up. Was it was it wasn't like a great shirt, but it was fun. You could wear it. It was high school. No one cared, right? Uh, but now you can get some really quality stuff, and you're gonna have to pay for that really quality stuff. So that's not always great. But that being said, Adidas is collabing with Yu-Gi-Oh to drop some shoes this week, and I'm trying to get a pair. That's all I'm gonna say on that. All right, Ash, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, busy surviving. You know, adulting. Yeah. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. He's trying to quit adulting, but <laughs> yeah. So, guys, uh, as always, I have to show off like we normally do. What have you guys played or pop culture you kind of watched or just entertaining watch wise last week or so? Um. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, I mean, for me. It's it's the same stuff, different week. Like I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna I'm literally uh, about to tell you guys like this guy does has the same routine every week. And you're absolutely right. I do. I play Pokemon Sword because I'm still trying to complete that Pokedex. I did get to trade with a friend of mine. Like I convinced him to hop back on it and trade with me a few Pokemon. Um, so a little bit closer to completing that Pokedex. Um, and then still playing a little bit of Smash Brothers because uh, like I mentioned last week uh, at work. We have a retro game night that's coming up and we're playing 64, like N64 Super Smash Brothers. Um, so got to got to gear up for that. And I've been rewatched. So actually, I got to watch the Pokemon Legends Arceus Chronicles for Pokemon oh, Journeys, yeah. um, which was really interesting to see. And I'm really excited for Ultimate Journeys to be coming out in a week or two or maybe it's later this month. I can't remember. Um as well as I have been rewatching uh, Voltron, the legendary defender, which is the 2011 iteration that came out or 2012. Such a good show, such a good show. Great writing. Everyone needs to, I think everyone should watch it. Cause honestly, one of those characters I feel like has one of the best, like written character developments, like probably top five and he's not five for sure. So really enjoy it. What did you think of the Arceus Chronicles? Um, I thought it was all right. I I don't know what I, for some reason I thought it was gonna be it. it so it's a movie, right? Um, I thought it was gonna be more of like an episodic thing, and maybe it was meant to be episodes. They split it up and then they just like put it together when they brought it to Netflix, or maybe it was always meant to be a movie. I don't know. Um, but going no, into it because. The, the first season or the first episode, I think, of the new season is supposed to be like, um, I guess, Ash 
defeats or is about to fight Leon. Mm-hmm. Like he defeats whoever he has to go to go fight Leon or something yeah, like yeah. that. I thought like he was on his way, wasn't he? Um. So right now, where Netflix has left off, he's not at the Masters Eight yet. Um. He, yeah. He, he well he he's about to be, but they haven't officially started that yet. Which I think is where Ultimate Journeys is picking up, right? So he's do it's literally him and all the previous re- regional champions duking it out for that top spot, which they're from what Twitter's told me, there's about to be some iconic fights happening here shortly. So uh, but in regards to the Arceus Chronicles movie, I thought it was all right. Like it's Pokemon. I kind of checked out with a lot of Pokemon movies up until yeah. their soft relaunch with I Choose You. Um, and I mean, it, it par for the course. I mean, it was cool seeing Brock again. Sure. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Ash? How you doing? What you been up uh, to? So I haven't really watched anything, to be honest. Um, I haven't even watched the last Friday's episode of um, Rings of Power. Um, been kind of dull on that end. I've been mostly just working and sleeping. Um, I have been playing No Man's Sky. Uh, as far as other video games, the only thing else that I've played is Clash of Clans on my phone. But that, that It's been kind of a dull week for me at that point. I have, however, been doing a lot of reading. Um, so there's a plus on that. What have you been reading? Um, I have actually been reading a series that is relatively large. Uh, it's called the Carpathian Novel Series by Christine Feehan. Wow. Um, it's, uh, 19, I'm counting. I can't remember how many books are in the series. But I've read, oh, 10 of them so far, I believe. I've lost count. I'm probably going to reread them. (laughs) Sure, why not? But uh, I've I've been debating on whether I want to get a Kindle or not and just have everything digital. But ProBrain was like, collect all the things. So I have boxes and boxes and boxes of books that I still need to put on a shelf. And they're usually cheaper digitally, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about the 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 feel of paper turning and the yeah. smell of books. You know. I, I agree. Yeah. So, did you watch? Um, anybody watch Game of Thrones this week? I still haven't even started Game of Thrones. What about uh, Lord of the Rings? I, I just I just said I haven't. I've I've I've, I've been hearing the discourse on this last episode of uh, House of the Dragon, but that's about it. What's the discourse, man? Um, so I know early reviews for it were, were really freaking high. Like a lot of people liked it um, in terms of reviewers. But I also saw a lot of people complaining about how like like physically dark the, the oh, episode yeah. was it and was stuff that, like that. Like, like it was dark. I didn't have any problems seeing stuff like, like I did the last time. Mm. But that's pretty much all I did this week. So I won't talk about those because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's because it's new. Um, to do something else. Have oh, you? watch Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, that spooky season. God awful. 
Really? I heard a lot I of people liked it. Reviews. Yeah. It is, it is so, so cheesy. Like It's Disney Channel. Well, the first one was Disney It's too, Disney Channel. I, I know, but like they went musical with it. Again, oh. it's Disney Channel. What do you it's, expect? Oh. What do you expect? Not to get to get those big names back again. They're, and they're, they're literally, the, I think, the only three names on there. And I think there's one other guy that looked familiar, but I couldn't tell where he was from. That was it. Hmm. Everybody else was just Disney Channel cast. And it was, like, straight up Disney Channel movie. Again, hmm. I, I don't know what you expected. I, I, ex- I, I guess I expected something. We waited something. 24 years for this. <laughs> I, I guess I expected something more like better quality, like live up to the hype kind of vibe. You as expected to... back in the day. We ain't back in the day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, like you got some big names. I expect they weren't that necessarily small back then, but they weren't as big as they are now. Yeah. And you just kind of squandered them. So. Have That's either of you watched the uh, Dahmer series on Netflix? I refuse. There has been so much chatter recently, like just how what's the word I'm looking for? I guess Terrifying. overly exploitative of the of the events. Yeah, that's a oh, word I'd use. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they're also trying to do a uh, documentary movie, whatever series on that girl that was. Oh, yeah. By her two, two, like two well. years ago. Yeah. Or a year or two. Yeah. Ago. Last year. Wasn't it? I don't I don't understand the fascination with. Like glorifying these murderers, like you're literally yeah. giving them exactly what they wanted. Well, the biggest the biggest thing, especially, um, you know, for both Reddit and Twitter is the fact that when Netflix created this series, they didn't even ask the families at all to to at all to use any of the words that they said uh, or, you know, how they would feel about it or, you know, even offer compensation, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to use your trauma and we're going to profit off of it. But, you know, screw you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that's gonna work and I know I've seen a lot about the trauma. Mm. Yeah. The PTSD from people. And that I just can't even imagine. Yeah. Did you guys get a chance sorry, real quick, I just realized uh the not just realized, but that surprise uh Black Panther two trailer. I what? didn't see that. It came out a couple of like a day or two ago. They dropped a, a, another trailer and we don't have to get, I'm just throwing that out there. It, it, it looks fun. Yeah. I am. I know some people are worried that they might be giving too much away with this, but it's also Ryan Coogler and with it being Marvel, I'm not concerned with if they're giving away too much. Cause I know there'll probably be more to it. Right. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Fair enough, fair enough. I have to look into it. I want a Black Panther video game. You mean you don't want Marvel's Avengers? 
What? No, I want, I want specifically a Black Panther video game. Like, I want it to be made as well as the Spider-Man games were. Honestly, that would be so freaking dope. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get to Wolverine first. <laughs> like, Speaking let's... of Wolverine, uh, the new Deadpool 3, what do you guys think? I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised... I'm loving that they're bringing Hugh Jackman into the fold. Uh, I've I've heard some I, people call it uh, call it kind of lazy to just bring bring him back, which I mean. So the the thing with that is though is that this is going to be a separate timeline from Logan, but I'm super here for it because Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have such a bond IRL. That I can't wait to see how they interact with each other in the actual movie. Because you know most of it is just going to be, like, not only just improv, but ad-lib. It's all going to be, like, half... I bet half of the movie is just going to be improv from them, too. It's going to be a bromance. It's going to be great. I can't wait. It's going to be a big, stupid bromance. But, like, one of Hugh Jackman's big stipulations before... Um, with repraising this role was he was not going to repraise it unless he could be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Like that was mm-hmm. he wanted he wanted Wolverine to be an Avenger. So, well, this is the next phase. So I mean, we gonna get we gonna get Deadpool and Wolverine on the Avengers, or just just Wolverine and Deadpool's like there, or is this gonna be like how they got? Um, the, the cameos more or less from the X-Men and they, they were in the last Deadpool. Movie, so you know I mean? here, here, here's, uh-huh. here, here's what I think is going to happen. Cause that'd be hilarious. But I think with the way Ryan Reynolds and the creative team writing for Deadpool is probably going to happen. Cause you remember with Deadpool two, how they, the whole thing started with, this was a family movie, right? Uh-huh. And it kind of like subverted the expectation of what it means. Like, Oh, really is a family movie. Right. Um, Either somewhere along the way, I think he's probably going to run into to Wolverine or Logan or whoever whoever he's reprising as, right, or whatever iteration of Wolverine. Uh, what if because he's from Canada, right, or that's where they find him a lot of the time? He is just wandering around on Avengers campus because <laughs> it's upstate, like way upstate New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> He's just kind of like backwards there, so it's kind of like you can kind of see like the new Avengers camp is like back there, and they can make a sly joke about it. I think that'd be absolutely hilarious—a good way yeah. to kind of like nod to that without actually doing it. That would be really fun, really really funny. Like he's just out there, but not really, not really part of it. Uh, I'm excited. Well, in the essence, go ahead. No, nope, no, nope, that's all I had. Oh, in the essence of movies, uh, if we want to gear it back to around to video games, because that is what we do best, uh, Nintendo of America has announced um, that they are going to host a Direct, which they're going to give us some more information on a Mario Brothers movie. Uh, it's going to be 10-6 at about 1 o'clock PT. Um, have you guys looked at the cast for this? This is the one with Chris Pratt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. this Chris is the, Pratt is Mario. They they announced it last year ish, around year. around E three yeah. time. Yeah, it was 
Seth Rogen's yeah. in it, I think. Seth Rogen. It's, oh my! God. It's got a lot of really the, big names. Yes, the cast is phenomenal. And I'm so what, I'm so scared name? it's going to be trash. <laughs> but uh, it it looks interesting. I like that they're not trying to make it like live action, at least from what I'm seeing on the posters. No, not at all. Do you have Do you have the cast pulled up, Ash? Uh, I I do. So Chris Pratt will take on the title role, uh, with a slightly an accent. Um, let's see. The cast also includes as Anya Taylor as Joy, um, or Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, uh, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, which is yeah. gonna be great. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Um, let's see. And Toasty is also our cast. Nintendo's iconic character, but like I just, I just... Keegan <laughs> Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Yes. <laughs> yes, and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Here's, here's the thing about it: oh everybody's complaining gosh. about uh, Pratt being Mario, and it's not going to sound like him. If nobody told you, would you know that Bradley Cooper? Is Rocket, or that Vin Diesel is Groot? Mm-mm. Right. Well, and the cool thing is, is that they're in partner with Illumination, um, which you know, most notably recently is going to be the Groot or uh, the Groot movies for Minions, things like that. That's not a. That's not exactly a braggadocious thing, right there. Hey, I love the Minions movies. Okay, don't don't crap on my parade. All right. Great. We're going to get, like, Shy Guy and Toad spinoff movies. <laughs> oh. oh. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I, again, I'm just. Um, it, it. Go ahead. It's fun. It sounds fun. Some people are going to enjoy this movie. And we've talked historically, or we've talked around this. Historically, video game movies have never really performed. Never. Oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Well, so yeah, they it, would, would delay the movie. Um, it's delayed until April 2023, approximately. Listen, but we're going to hear more on the uh, direct. Delay all you want. Delays don't mean jack if it's written terribly. Like, the actors can act their butts off, but if it's written terribly. No, this this isn't the actors acting their butts off. What this is, is they're, the actors got the bag. And, like... Seth Rogen's just gonna roll up stoned as hell voicing Donkey Kong and like <laughs> or whatever stupid laugh is is all we're gonna get. <laughs> right, right. At the same time, like you know, as as adults who know these people from a lot of their movies, I think this is actually gonna be a pretty hilarious animated movie. Oh. This is this is gonna be a movie to enjoy. So, like, this is gonna be one of those movies that's just culturally great, but absolutely trash. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think there's this kind of uh, folds into a conversation that I had. I don't know if we had it or someone else. I think I saw a discourse somewhere else because um, one of the big stipulations, especially when it comes to animated films. Was they always use like they like a lot of times a big part of people's budget gets into like bringing in 
an A-list celebrity to like be a voice actor, right? And then all of a sudden they're toting like Dwayne the Rock Johnson as like crypto or something like that in Super Pets, right? When there are legit other people who have been voice acting for years who like have it down to a science and are just like so phenomenally good, but it's like, okay, you're toting this person who is just like they can act, yes, but they're just like speaking as themselves. They can't like really do the voices, right? Video game movies are really only good if you get like you can try to make it phenomenally well where people are acting their butts off, which you would have to get cast that are relatively unknown and people that can like fill those roles and do those voices, right? Or you can just get a whole bunch of A-list celebrities to try and have fun with it so that people yep. feel like they're not missing out. And that's all video game movies have ever done, at least until Sonic. Sonic. And Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Well, I mean, I, I, it's yes, not like they're going to be like video game Sabbath or, you know. Detective Pikachu? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Sorry, right. Continue. Well, I was saying as far as like these big name actors, you know, they're they're not going to have the voice acting skill of like Seth MacFarlane or uh, Christopher Sabat, you know, people like that or even. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, I think you'd be surprised nowadays. A lot of these people do. Right. Voice yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. No. Seth Rogen's done multiple cartoons and all kinds of different stuff. So, like, there are. Well, I'm not saying specifically for the cast for Mario. I'm saying for like a lot of animated movies that you know they put oh, yeah. such a heavyweight on you know certain actors and things like that. Not saying that they're not good at it, but as far as the what's the word I'm looking for, the range of voice acting, it's it's not going to be you know. That's what that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 it's not yet. I get what you're saying, um, but with that being said, I actually, uh, I, was, I was talking with some people about this actually earlier today, um, and it sparked a really interesting question slash debate with with this. Doesn't matter what we get the trailer because the director says it's just all movie, nothing game related, right? That's what the, <laughs> that's what the direct is. There's the Seth Rogen laugh. Uh, what is a video game that you think could be made it to a really like number one, like in the movie box office hit? Like they can do really well really good storyline, like get some really good actors to act their butts off would make a great movie. Look, man, they yeah. made Battleship a movie, okay? They're, they're making Monopoly a movie, all right? They will make a movie out of anything that will get five people to watch and then brag about how awesome it was. That's why I'm asking, what would you think would make a good movie? <laughs> I, I, I don't think... Uh, Okay, like for me. Well, I think if they follow in the steps of the way that they did the Sonic movies, since the Sonic movies, you know, before we bullied them out of existence for the original Sonic, um, they did really well for mm-hmm. when, for their, you know, premiere for the first one. And okay. then they kind of piggybacked off of that. So, like, I feel like if they're going to follow in those footsteps, then it could be a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like... I was thinking, especially with how 
CGI has been moving nowadays. Like I've, I've kind of had like this love hate thing with like CGI and a lot of animated stuff. But like I recently watched the the last loop in the third movie they made back in 2020 uh, studio Ghibli's now they're they're using the 3D art more loved it. It was fantastic. But some of it just in some other movies just looks really bad. But if they can do it right, I think doing it for like a Star Fox type movie would be phenomenal. Especially if it oh, yeah. kind of followed like what uh, the N64 game did or anything around them coming up to be kind of like the the space fighters that they are. or sp- They're like Space Patrol, right? That's what they are. Star space Command. Space yeah. Space. Or like even them coming up to like their academy days and like they all have like the meeting together and becoming Star Fox, his fleet, his platoon, I think would be a really cool movie. It could be a good movie. But we're probably never getting that. So for Star Fox, I wouldn't say movie. I would I would see it work better as like a series. Like kind of how they did with the Clone Wars and Mm -hmm. um, oh, what's that other one that they did not too long ago? Which one? That was animated. I can't. um, Star Wars specifically. No, it was it was another it was another like nerd franchise that they turned into a series but i can't think of the name of it at the moment i'll remember later when it's less important um but basically if they do that then sony needs to do a sly cooper because reasons. yes yes if they do a sly <laughs> cooper tv show i yes oh my yes i would watch the crap yes. out of that i need it i need it yesteryear sony uh if you guys have any people that listen to us um, here are our demands and, and make them happen, please. Okay, so, so I have a couple. Uh, uh, w- one of them is kind of like serious, but not serious, but kind of funny. G- Do you guys ever watch Gamer? Um, with uh, what's the, the, the Australian guy? The uh, you have like to be more specific. <laughs> yeah. What's his Gerard Butler? Mm. That that guy. Have you seen that? Ash? Oh, the, yes. Where, where they're the, prisoners and they're controlled by people. Okay. The one they have like Ludacris and Terry Crews in it. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. But that game. But only only hear me out. Instead of it being prison, it's GTA. Yo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Like, so you're just like in LA, you're just like playing as somebody who just hits chick in the face, chucks her out the cards, jump that thing and just rolls the whip out and just gone. And that, that's just the kind of life you play until your character dies. And then that's it. Like that. It's just, it is what it is. And so it's just short stories oh. of different people's like gameplay and how long they lived and how they, they played their game. Um, I think could be pretty cool. Uh, I want like a really kind of. So they did that with um. Oh, what's that game? The the Dragon Quest game, where like you're watching the movie and it's like, it, you're you're thinking it's the 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 movie characters being played out, but in the very you know if you haven't seen this movie, it's been out for a while, so spoiler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. And then like at the very end, it's like all VR, and you're like, what? You yeah. realize that the whole thing was just. VR. Yeah, that's I that's what I want that. this to be. That's what I want it to be. 
Uh, but I want it to be live action. I don't want it to be animated. I want it to be live action. I want people in Los Santos just wrecking the live world and like sitting out there with just a cheat code, cheat code, cheat code, cheat code. And so just, you want you you want free guy? You want like free guy? No, no, but no, 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 I, no, no. I want, make but it, I want it to be straight up GTA. <laughs> like make it, it from it the creators does, that did Crank. Yes, like it at points it goes like first person mode and it's got the stupid HUD up and like the dumb stupid fists like you're gonna fight actually fight somebody like I want that stupid stupid game and then I want like a a princess Mononoke like styled um, Final Fantasy seven. Oh, okay. Like just okay. kind of where. Cause like that, I I feel like they, those two have a really big cross where it's um, you start off trying to protect something small and end up protecting something much much larger. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a lot of kind of protect the earth kind of vibes. Like I could see honestly that kind of dark vibe to it. And I know they kind of did this already with um, um, Advent Children, but even with the new style cgi model that studio ghibli's been taking i think that would look beautiful like for final yeah. fantasy yep yeah really but yeah those those are my those, that'd be fun that'd, that'd be fun <laughs> all right what else what kind of else nonsense are we talking about today uh that- so for the next sector i would say it's going to come back to something we talked about in a couple of other episodes uh, is big name developers and plagiarism, uh, as well as copyright infringement and potential to have to actually own up to their issues. Uh, so yet again, Take Two is being sued by a tattoo artist because they have made the characters in game have the exact two is science degree. Uh, tattoos that were recreated in order to make the characters be as accurate and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Authentic? Yes, as authentic as possible. So the problem with that is they have already had issues in the past with um, a solid oak sketches with a with ink done for their nba 2k people uh for kobe bryant Kenyon martin deandre jordan uh and eric bledsoe i'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name um so they started in 2016 i think is what i said earlier 2014 i can't remember um so basically they got sued for it back then um but they essentially said that it was they, you know, they couldn't be sued for it because they were using it um, not so much to steal from said artist or anything, but just to make it was, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Uh, they don't make any profit gains off of specifically that artwork. It just was being used. Mm-hmm. Precisely. There's a specific term for it. Where is it? I was literally just reading it. You'll read it again. What else you got? Keep going. Um, Anyways, uh, so just recently, um, WWE 2K Games uh, was sued 
which, you know, the original lawsuit was going to take two. Uh, it started back in 2018 and by a tattoo artist name of Catherine Alexander filed lawsuit against take two, claiming the video game publisher used her tattoo designs and models of Randy Orton uh, without permission. Those designs, which include tribal tattoos, skulls, a Bible verse and a dove and rose are all feature on Randall Keith Orton's Viper like frame. Um, so to her disposition, Alexander claimed WWE contracted her offering to pay her $450 to use Orton's faux tattoo sleeve um, designed for the merchandise, which she turned down. So this particular one, um, they offered her compensation to use it, and she said no. And they did it anyway? And then did it anyway. So this is... That's worse. This is why she's like... Yeah, so this is like... This is why she's like... Screw you guys, you get suck. I'm saying. Get, get See, the bag. See, get the bag. <laughs> this is and this is so, this is how I'm convinced everyone who works in that 2K monolith of like whatever you want to call it, because I refuse to call them a game studio or developing or publishing, whatever they do. You don't make me want to root for you doing stuff like that. I already don't like 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So like this this isn't even like their their first run in with this this particular issue. Uh THQ was sued in twenty twelve for the unlicensed use of tattooer on MMA farter fighter <laughs> farter. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't MMA fighter Carlos Condit um for UFC Undisputed Three. Um, they also got some uh, movies, got some tattoo litigation action as well in 2011 for Warner Brothers, uh, for Mike Tyson's tattoo artist reproducing Iron Michael's face tattoo in The Hangover 2. Um, so that one was a big deal. Um, so, I mean, this this is an ongoing problem, but here recently, this year alone, uh, Take-Two has currently been sued twice mm. and has lost uh, so, so far, the most recent being the WWE 2 games against, um, uh, in the instance of Catherine versus uh, THQ and Take-Two. Um, and then, again, back in April, uh, they were sued back then as well. Um, let's see. To the tune. I said it earlier. Where is it? Something it was like one million hundred and fourteen something thousand dollars. Where is it? Yeah, so one million one hundred and forty four thousand dollars. Take two is having to pay out. Um, so that ain't not, they don't care. That, yeah, that's, they don't. That's they the don't biggest care. issue, but like whatever. I'll just that's that's one store's copy version of two uh, K. Right. So here's the thing, though. A big company like this. They can kind of take that hit, and in most cases, they'll settle just like you know EA did and, th- and things like that. Um, but when it comes to smaller studios and and things like that, they can't take that hit. Oh, so yeah. the 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 benefit of, of such a huge studio being in the limelight multiple times for this it brings light to the fact that they just keep doing it. Um, but B, it also makes it easier for artists to say, hey, I can actually claim copyright to my art when somebody takes advantage of me and actually have a chance uh, 
to to succeed in the fact that you know they're mm-hmm. they're reclaiming their rights. So, um, so we we talked about this back in what was it August mm-hmm. with Call of Duty, um, and them taking the artist designs for like a, a character skin pack. Well, we talked so, about it back in August, but y'all heard it last week. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> And as you, and the thing is, like you're you're right. One of the things that uh, I took away from this, and I'm actually really really glad that she ended up uh, the artist. She, they ended up winning this yeah. uh, this lawsuit. Is that can only be good for any sort of creative field in the gaming industry? Because how many times, or entertainment in general, how many times are you hearing about? Um, all of these people that are overworked, underpaid, like maybe not even paid at all. Like I think I saw something crazy. A lot of um, so, like for anime in general, a lot of English voice actors don't get paid big bucks. Surprise, surprise. Like I think I saw. I forget what the exact figure was, but was for bad. the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie, which did almost record-breaking numbers here in the United States. Those English voice actors were paid next to nothing compared to like what was made. And I like being able for people to stand up for their art and for there to be a president, like a legal precedent for people to stand up for like their intellectual property and their creative value and their worth is can only be good because then that means more people are well, companies aren't taking advantage of creatives. That means more people are, I don't want to say inclined to or persuaded to, but they're more likely, because they're already like passionate about what they do, right? But more people are inclined to leave places where they aren't valued as much and be able to work aligned with companies, distributors, publishers, and people that are working on better stuff and also getting paid. That is, that is just, that's hope for me to continue like supporting gaming and like this particular sect of the entertainment industry. So good for them. Um, Yeah. The second Avenue that this is also going to open up also isn't just for like, you know, say tattoo designs or, uh, you know, certain voice acting and things like that. But this is also going to open up a huge door for artists that are essentially being taken advantage of, um, in other industries as well. So, for example, with the fashion industry, uh, with the advertising and market industry, you know, um, things like that. So, for example, I forget when this was. It was a little while back now, but um, Nike, I think it was Nike. I think it was Nike. Nike had a design competition um, mm. that they had a shoe and you came up with design. And then uh, you had a chance of, of winning and having that design put on a shoe. Well, apparently... And I'll have to find the article later on to, to, to get the specifics. But apparently one of the artists had created a design. They didn't win. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, Nike released almost an exact likeness to the design. But the colors were slightly different. So they're like, oh, well, it's not the same. So, yeah. You know, and, and that's not the only thing. Because like. Vanilla iced him. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, Billie Eilish did the same thing partnering with Adobe the saying like she did a contest where people could design merch for her tour and then like they would pick a winner of the contest and then they would publish that print but like if you like 
if you read the fine print, anything that's submitted for it, like they had written out that they can use it. And that's how they mass exploit creatives in the industry and not really pay anyone their worth is like because people see like, oh, I could potentially get this or like I could potentially make something for Billie Eilish or I could potentially make something for Nike, for Adidas, whoever it is. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, caught up in the moment and then your work's stolen, your idea's stolen and you got zero bucks and maybe a launchable to your name. <laughs> Probably not a launchable because those are pretty expensive nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it's it, the fact that, you know, these artists are having this this great step forward in you know basically stepping into their person with these major companies is is really awesome because especially in the future of video game design when you get these smaller creators that are probably you know in their own home studio trying to create these little mini games you don't have some big developer basically creating the exact same thing and then making millions and millions and millions of dollars off of it you know yeah. so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a whirlwind to come. Uh, I'm I'm I have a feeling that we're gonna see a lot more of these. Um, we're gonna have a lot more of these indie games companies and things like that being held accountable for things for smaller artists and then the big names being held accountable for their issues as well. Um, so this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not for the the big companies that are being ousted, but. Yeah, little people and, you know, smaller artists like myself and Matt, you know, if your photos and things ever get used, you have you have rights again. And if my stick figures ever get used for another Excel game, (laughs) (laughs) Um, they sound like Donkey Kong. I will say whenever I first read that article about uh, uh, 2K getting sued and I all I could think was was about time. And then it's like for artist infringement i was like a win still a win <laughs> because that game need they need to be sued regardless for that game because i'm tired of sports titles and they're always pushing out garbage year after year take a take a page for I'm, i never thought i'd say this take a page from call of duty take a year off and then come back to us with a good game and i'm looking at you fifa call- i'm looking at you fifa you do this every single year. And the thing is, you guys almost sucker punched me into getting FIFA this year. And I probably still will get FIFA. But after you fix what I hear is terrible mechanics in terms of the games playing. Because a lot of people just aren't. It's just not good right now. But here's the thing. Here's what got me. Let's set the scene. I'm minding my business. Scrolling through Twitter. As I usually okay. do. Follow your boy, at yeah. Matt underscore Gutu. Right now, people are photoshopping my new headshot into different places. Right now, I'm in Cupertino with Tim Cook. That's beside the point. I'm scrolling through Twitter, and then I see they put Richmond FC into FIFA 23. Ted Lasso and his team are in FIFA 23. Yep. Yep. That got me. I was like, oh, my gosh. I could play uh, with Jamie Tart. I could play with... Roy Kent, I'll have Coach Beard on my by my side on the sideline. I was like, sign me up for the first time in three years. I am going to buy a FIFA game. I haven't bought a FIFA game in three years. Year. And I was like, this is the year. And I legitimately texted my brothers. I was like, 
this might be the year I get FIFA. And they've been convinced, they convinced me, tried to convince me to get FIFA 22. And do you know what they said to me? Don't do that. <laughs> Them, who tried to convince me, they said, don't do that. Because wow. the, the shooting, the dribbling mechanics, a lot of it just sucks right now. And I was like, dang, I don't want to hear that because this was the year that I was really excited to get back into FIFA. So anyways, that's my rant about sports titles and publishers, EA, 2K, Take-Two, whoever. You guys need to get it together. Take a year off. Take a breather. Take a lap. Something. Fire oh, yeah. everyone. <laughs> Put some dead space in there. <laughs> right. Like I see what you, I, I see what you did that? there. Yeah. <laughs> So, are any of you guys like Dead Space fans? I am not. I am not, not. hardcore, but I do like the Dead Space games. You got me beat because I tried playing that first one. Here's my issue with it, Ash. Early on, it seemed like it was ammo conservation and horror. Yeah. No. You can't do both to me. You can't scare me and make me vulnerable. I'm not here for that. <laughs> Obviously, you've never played Outlast. <laughs> I w- no, I won't play Outlast. Like uh, the the, the sh- shivering, I want to say it was. It was on like Xbox, PS2 era, but like, man, that game was spooky as hell. The way it hits you, but you you always had ammo to kill stuff. Like it can be scary, and I still have guns. Well, now anyway, go ahead, Ash. Go ahead. Wait, what? I was I just, just, I, you were just going to tell me you were a fan of it and what you liked. Like, I was just oh. explaining how much I can't stand the game and, and it scared the mess out of me and that's why I don't play it. It looks really cool. So, with Death have... Space, it's, it's a lot of fun for the simple fact that if you're a streamer and your chat is insistent on scaring the bejesus out of you constantly, it's a fun game to play. Um, if you also like a challenge and you have to like to figure out, you know, some puzzles, not a whole lot of them, but a decent amount, it's, it's fun on that aspect as well. I won't play it in the dark. I won't play it by myself. Um, but I'll play it on stream with all the lights on. Come on. I won't play it in the dark. I won't play it by myself. (laughs) I won't play it in the woods. Anything anything else? No. (laughs) It stays on the shelf. <laughs> hey! Dr. Susan here. Uh, speaking of games, uh, today, October 4th, has started Fallout 76 uh, slash Fallout in general, uh, their 25th year anniversary for Fallout. So, right now, um, October 4th through the 11th, you can play Fallout 76 for free. Um, they also have a. To the Pit. Uh, it's like an expansion for 76, so if you're into that, that's a thing. Um, wanted to bring it back around uh, to the Google Stadia. We talked about it on last episode. There's a little bit more information. This was posted yesterday by Hamish Hector. Um, and basically... Destiny 2, Hitman, and Assassin's Creed devs want to help Google Stadia players. So for Google Stadia players, there are a lot of questions about what will happen to their games, hardware, and game progress when the service shut down on January 18th, 2023. 
Google was quick to explain to players how to get a refund for Stadia hardware and software uh, with details coming within 24 hours and advice on how to download Google Stadia save data. These solutions won't solve every problem for the disenfranchised Google Stadia players. Thankfully, game developers are picking up the slack and trying to piece together the best way to save players from sinking cloud gaming platform. Uh, it says, despite having as much notice as the players at Google Stadia will be shutting down, Bungie, team behind Death, is already trying to formulate a plan to help out the roughly 5,000 players that check into the service daily on Stadia. Um, while this isn't as massive numbers as the players on Bungie is trying to find a way to make sure their progress doesn't get permanently deleted along with the rest of Stadia's data on January 18th. Um, so I don't think we made, talked about this last week. I think we talked about it, but I don't think we, we talked about it. We made like a quick office. mention. We made a quick mention. I said it's about freaking time, and then we just kind of pushed it out. <laughs> we sure did. Like, I mean... <laughs> There, at that, I don't think there was this kind of information that Ash is bringing to us this time, though. Like, it was just like, haha, it's dead. Haha, we told you. Stupid right. thing. But here's care. the thing. Here's the thing. Because, first of all, kudos to them for, for wanting to help clean up a mess that they they were involved in it. But at the same time, it's, it's just someone saw something and they're just like, oh, we could do this. That thing being cloud-based gaming. Which I maybe somewhere in the near future, it could work out. But right now, a lot of those like cloud-based gaming just doesn't seem to be it. That's all I'm gonna say on that, right? And maybe mm-hmm. it's just like how it's implemented. So for for largely for that, I think that's kind of what Stadia is downfalling in doing that. But it's awesome. Again, one of the things that I love about the gaming community and developers, publishers, and like teams working with their fan bases, like people that love their games and truly feel like a community kind of like moving from there. And I'm like, and we talked a little bit about this before the stream. Like I have a friend who has the stream deck and he, he's only had it for a little bit, but he, he's loving it. And I know when it first came out, I was like, Oh, Stadia 2.0. Like I know I, I was kind of shitting on it because I, I am forever president vice captain uh dictatorship of the stadia hater fan club right um and it's like oh mm-hmm. that, that, that's what it that's what it feels like but they've actually i feel like been making some pretty pretty unique strides to to differentiate themselves from that so i'm wondering if now people are kind of gonna pivot to all right we see the stream deck we kind of see these strides they're making how can we integrate what we learn from this experience with Stadia and put it into something right now that's kind of working but could be better. So so before, before we get to the, uh, the Steam Deck thing, you think what the developers are doing is out of kindness? No. Okay. But it okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It, it's it's needed. Like it would there would definitely be backlash if they did it. Maybe the way I phrased it seemed like that. Um because that's what I love. Like, I don't think any backlash would fall on the developers at all. No, but again, they're I involved think, with it. I think this is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. They're involved with it. It's just like, it's, it's kind of like when you watch your sibling, like make a mess and your parents aren't around. So they don't really know who made the mess. And then you're just like, well, <laughs> if this doesn't get cleaned up, <laughs> our, both of us are grass. Right. Uh, kind of thing. Yeah. And so 
So kudos to them. Like they didn't again, they didn't have to, but they are, right? And so But I mean, especially with the just the massive amount of content that these particular games, like for example, with Ubisoft and their Assassin's Creed games, uh, IO and their Hitman games and things like that, like the amount of time that people have put into these games, it, you know, to an extent, I commend them for saying, hey, look, we understand this is a thing that's going on. Uh, we're trying to help you figure out a way to get your save data onto another platform. Uh, and then continue from there. That way they're just not SOL, surely, out of luck, um, when it comes to their gaming. And so, you know, Bungie, Ubisoft, IO, you know, they're, they're kind of the, the, the four-steppers of this. Um, so I'm wondering who else is going to kind of jump on this and say, hey, look, we'll do this too, um, to, to kind of rescue the basically sinking sandpit that is Google Stadia. Oh no! See that that that's that's my issue. We keep using the word rescue, rescue, rescue. <laughs> nah, these dudes ain't rescuing nobody. They're just saying, "Here's another means to give us money. Let me bring you on over here. Come on now, friend." <laughs> that's all they're doing. There's well, no rescue involved. Yes and no. I mean, nah. not rescue in the sense that you know, hey, we're gonna give you this game for free, but hey, you've spent x amount of hours of your entire life playing our game here's a way to a pay more but b to continue a, playing the game so it's 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 a win-win for them um but it's also you know in in the aspect of gamers helping gamers i mean kind of one of those things yeah I guess you can see that. Um, as far as the Steam Deck goes, I think the Steam Deck is just, uh, it's watching what everybody does and just imitation is the kind of form of flattery, right? And it's just making it better. Yeah. I mean, Instagram did that for a while until it didn't have anyone to copy from anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the thing that the Steam Deck has going for it, though, is literally just a PC. Yeah. So, yeah. like... It's going to have different iterations, just as PCs always do, but it's going to be, like, there's there's no boundaries. There's not. As technology gets smaller and smaller, it's just going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. So, I want one. I one bad. Ash, there was something else you were going to talk to us about before the show, and I, 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 I felt like I kind of... Shush, yeah, I didn't mean to. I just want to talk about it on the show. What was it you were, you were in, uh, inquiring to Matt and I? Um, so the last little tidbit, um, and then I guess we could call it a night at that point, uh, was Nightingale. It's a game that they came out with uh, as far as announcements a little while back. Um, unfortunately, recently they just delayed it again uh, to 2023. Um, but I was going to ask you guys if you had seen any of the content for it. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to say, I don't think I have. And then I'm, as I'm looking at it, I'm going to say I have, cause we've done this exact same thing on the show before. And he told us about it and I was like, well, this looks really cool, but I forgot about it. So tell me again. <laughs> so Nightingale is going to be a PC game. 
uh, steam. Um, it's like it's like a Victorian era like arc meets No Man's Sky meets like you remember the game The Forest that came out not too long ago? Mm-mm. Wow, Ash, deja vu. No. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I well, don't mean so, it as an insult. I'm an idiot. I forgot. Um, so basically, like the the whole premise of the forest is you crash land and you have to figure out how to survive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Nightingale kind of has like the same look as the forest with just a lot more detail, but it has like the portal jumping aspect of like no man's sky and arc um so the reason why i kind of compare it to arc a little bit is because of the tameable creatures uh the different creatures on different areas and different lands um and the fact that most of them want to eat you Uh, (laughs) but the other aspect of no man's sky um no man's sky now not 2016 no man's sky (laughs) Uh, is that uh, you're basically a discoverer of these places. And the whole premise of the game is like it's set in the Industrial Revolution era to an extent. Um, And the whole premise is that magic is real. It's just been forgotten. Okay. So I'm really excited for this game. It kind of sucks that they pushed it back. Um, let's see, what was the exact date? Me two seconds. First half 2023. Yeah, first half 2023. Um, and that's when we're going to get early access for it. Um, but it's made in Unreal Engine 5. So if you haven't looked at the trailer or watched the trailer for any of the gameplay yet, you really need to, because it looks awesome awesome so. Those look interesting I'll say that exact same thing next time too <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so I mean that was I feel like this is a, a pretty pretty bluffed I guess you could say episode lots well, of different not, things going on let's not go with that let's not go it, it was it was it was good it was a good one. It was a great episode, Ash. It was, it was a good one. It was a good one. I didn't want to say a fat episode, but, you know. Uh, filled. <laughs> filled. <laughs> no, that, that's not much better. I mean. Sounds better as fluffed. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Take it away, Ash. Keep going. <clears throat> oh, this is why we can't have nice things. Oh, goodness. Greg, you're going to do our outro like you normally do? I'm going to do our outro. Coming at you for Matt and Ash on behalf of them. Uh, Caleb, who's not here, hopefully he's going to make it the day. We love you. We cherish you. Keep listening to us. We're going to keep supporting you as well. I mean, I don't really know how, but we're going to say we are because we love you guys. Uh, But, you know, catch us next week. We'll be just as great. Later, guys. Later, guys.